What's up, peoples? What's up, pod peoples? What's going on? It's your boy, Jay, Justin, and your boy, G, Gary, or I, J-I, J-G, we could call whatever you want. We're trying to figure out the name of this podcast underneath the Pod Forbid banner. Is it fighting for your life? Is it fighting friends? Is it fighting wrestling? Is it fighting King M wrestling? No cursing. We could curse. But I'm with my boy, Justin Ferrara. He is the man, the myth, related to a man ramp, a current legend. Justin, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. I'm not having you. You're having me, man. I'm setting the table. You're cooking the meal. That, 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 that's what's going on here. Thank you for having me. You were better known as the Godfather. Now you are the Podfather. Oh, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Just trying to stay, uh, trying to stay cool. I had to turn off the AC for this. So, uh, and I had a bee infestation. So if you see me swatting, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. You're not throwing up gang signs. No, no gang signs. <laughs> Just swatting bees away and trying to stay cool at never the same know. time. I think you could be repping Jim Harbaugh or Tom Brady with the Michigan gang signs that you could be throwing up TB 12 signs. Yeah, my bad, um, my bad. <laughs> Uh, it, it's crazy. Did you ever watch uh, the Brady documentary? I think it's the Brady six when uh, I think it was Drew Henson was beat him and beat him out. And then now it turns out that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Did, did uh, you see that at all? I didn't watch any of that. I, um, my mom's a huge Tom Brady fan. So she definitely, she definitely watched that, but I couldn't, I'm not a, a Patriots or a Tom Brady fan. So most women are, uh, but what's the, <laughs> what, what's the reason for the Michigan shirt? Well, uh, one of my assistant coaches, uh, Jeff Catrabone, when I uh, wrestled in college, uh, was a three-time All-American for the University of Michigan. Uh, he just had his son recently verbal, Cam Catrabone, out of uh, Western New York. So Michigan's on the up and up. Um, they had a, a few first-time Olympians for their, uh, their country, San Marino. I don't know if you heard of them. Uh, one of the our, they Mean Brothers. Uh, they're pretty, uh, pretty tough. You know, got third in the Olympic, uh, these past Olympics for miles. So, you know, they're uh, things and they're, they're trying to catch uh, Penn State and Iowa. But I think uh, with their head coach, uh, Sean Bramat, uh, they're doing pretty good. Got a great coaching staff and good atmosphere there. So always throw some, some support to, you know, those wrestling clubs that are doing well and doing the right things. And folks, that is just, like the the little spoon you get at Carvel or Baskin Robbins when they give you a sample that is just a sample of what Mr. Justin F will provide. He's the brain trust of this. I'm the accountant at the front of the Federal Reserve just walking you guys into the bank. He's an expert, a wrestling expert, knows uh, a, a solid amount of MMA. I'm going to bring him more into the MMA world. We're going to be focusing a lot on collegiate wrestlers, possibly uh, Olympic wrestling. Basically a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling. I, I want to learn about it. Uh, Dan Gable, to quote, it, it, once you wrestle, everything in life is easier. So I don't know, maybe once you study wrestling, everything in life gets easier. But I, I need to catch up to Justin F's level, Mr. Ferrara's level. It will take decades to get there, but I'm willing to put in the work, son. Justin, give us a little more about uh, your resume and your background uh, about wrestling. Because no joke, my brother, you, you are a wrestling expert. Well, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. All um, right, that's cool. Then let's move on. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, uh, I graduated in uh, Eastern New York, so I uh, took third place in state twice uh, for folk style, Ooh. and then uh, 
Um, I was a state runner up in freestyle and Greco uh, five, six times. So, um, you know, I mean, from there, number two, number two. I mean, I, uh, I got, I got cocky in areas, um, but you know, I learned from my mistakes. And uh, so I went from high school, went to the university of Pittsburgh for a year. Uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, these other uh, MMA fighters and coaches. So um, went to university of Pittsburgh for a year. Um, guy from my high school went there, Carl Farnhofer, who coaches um, Tabitha uh, Ritchie now. UFC uh, fighter. Uh, yep. So he coaches her. Um he ended up leaving after a year uh, to go to Bloomsburg University School out in Pennsylvania. Uh, so I went to the University of Buffalo, um, actually got medically DQ'd there, too many concussions. And then I just started coaching there, uh, freestyle and Greco uh, predominantly. It's uh, more of my passion. Um, and then from there, you know, just uh, helping out when I can and, you know, giving advice and, you know, always not saying I'm a, a brain trust. Uh, you know, I, I do watch videos and break stuff down. And it's uh it's interesting and you know fun, and if I can uh, help somebody elevate their game by giving them a little piece of knowledge or uh, you know a tip or a trick, you know that's pretty cool. So, and then and then the wrestling world in general, you meet so many great people with uh, you know care, and you know they really want to see people reach the potential. So you know they're invested in you, and you know I think that's what's real special about the the wrestling world. And you'll see that you know roll over to the MMA world. Uh, I think once you get more of these. Um, collegiate wrestlers transferring into MMA, um, I think you'll see more of a, you know, a family tight knit kind of community. I know wrestling's a, a tight knit, tight knit community in general, but, you know, I think they're, they're going to bring a lot of uh, positive, you know, atmosphere to, you know, the MMA world. So maybe I, I need to, uh, I'm going to take it down a beat. I, I think I, I chugged too much coffee. I'm on a few hours of sleep, got the baby <laughs> monitor. Uh, maybe I need to calm down. I really appreciate that. Was, that was smooth rock that you just, you just strummed along for us and you are a humble dude. I, I did not know that, uh, the extent of your resume, um, your brother, uh, your, your famous brother. Now your touring brother, uh, at man yeah. ramp everywhere. Um, he's just like, yeah, Justin's an expert. He says it modestly. I, I did not know the, the extent of your resume, my man. So again, like any bit of knowledge, anything that you speak, it's from a, decades 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 of uh being on the mat of just experience uh, of uh, just watching teammates the highs and lows of wrestling uh so i just i'm appreciative I'm, that we can I'm be only, paired up man i'm only one of thousands and there's plenty of guys just like me so um plenty of guys <laughs> just one of uh, one of many you modest you modest boy <laughs> So um, we only got 10 minutes because yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm glad. Uh, so your favorite combat sports athletes, I'm going to try to uh, scroll through this quickly to get to uh, the main focus of this. Hopefully we leave at least a five minute chunk for Bo nickel. He's fighting next week. Dana white contender yep. series against Zachary uh, Borrego, a big fight, Penn state wrestler. Uh, Justin will go into a lot more about Bo nickels background, but uh, before that, your favorite combat sports athlete, active and retired? Well, um, I don't know. There's a, there's a handful of them. So uh, I, I just mentioned uh, Tim Kennedy, big fan of him. Uh, listened to him. Bodied up. Uh, yeah, I listened to him a lot. Um, real impressive dude, real impressive background. Um, 
And then I think just wrestlers in general, uh, I gravitate towards rooting for them. Um, even if I don't know him, oh, where did he wrestle? Oh, you know, he wrestled at Oklahoma State. That's a tough dude, you know. You know, I can't wait to watch this. Now, I'd have to say currently it's going to be Bo Nickel because he's up and coming. And where did he go? Penn State, you know. And uh, I just see, like I said, that culture at Penn State and that atmosphere and then, you know, those just the coaches and the, the kids that they're recruiting and their mindset, you know, that, that's what that's what you want to root for. And Bo Nichols, uh, he's uh, quite the guy to root for. He's uh, real impressive. Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. Uh, I, I do what do you call it, like cram and study, learning more about Bo. I saw that he uh, he's a teammate, man. He moved up for David Taylor to 197. I believe it's the same year he won the Dan Hodge Award in 2019, which is crazy because it's like he's looking out for his teammate and then it just it pushes him to be better. Uh, I appreciate that. The, the humbleness. I, I seen him in the background. He was training Masvidal for Colby Covington. So. Yeah, I, I'm just looking for somebody to like gravitate uh, gravitate towards a good energy. Uh, young Connor was fun, but then he, he tasted that money Mayweather, and he kind of he's been down a slippery whiskey slope ever since. Uh, Bo Nickel seems like he's pure man. Oh, he seems like he he might start his own podcast for the Pod Forbid Network. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Bo Nickel's a great guy. I like Cejudo, what he did with the Olympics, and uh, how he translated to MMA and looked great with the striking. Um, uh, moving forward, wrestling's importance in MMA. I, I feel like it's obvious, but let's hear from the expert. I don't know if you want to call me an expert, but uh, like let's I said, from those, the guy uh, on the couch. Yeah, the guy, the guy in the the armchair. Um, <laughs> I got to tell you before. Um, it's just the the pace, the mindset. How uh, you know, I'm not saying everybody's you know has the same mindset growing up, but I think it's just different wrestling wise. Um, you know. I grew up idolizing, you know, University of Iowa, you know, uh, Tom and Terry brands. So there. At Militich? Did he go there? Or no? Nope. He lived, did Pat Militich, the former, he lives in all, in Iowa. I'm not sure if he wrestled there. Sorry. I, I, I don't think I could tell you. But uh, those guys, uh, 100%, 100 miles an hour, you know, all the time. So, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaches kind of, gravitate towards that coaching style because they want to be the best but uh wrestling i think uh going into the mma world what it teaches you growing up you know self-respect discipline um you know respect for others um and it's a lot of dedication um you set goals for yourself and you know do you want to be a winner or do you want to you know just be another kid that just walks off the map you know um you know teaches you a lot of life lessons and you know and that's the great thing about it you lose you learn from it and you can get better from it. So wrestling-wise, like I was telling you, uh, I uh, had a Navy recruiter who's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, and he wanted to roll. So we uh, went to the wrestling room at Buffalo, and I choked him out 70, 80 times, and he was just pissed. You weren't joking and, about the 70 times? I thought you were just exaggerating. No, I'm, I'm not. No, I wasn't joking. Uh, he, was, uh, he was pretty mad. Um, he didn't understand. Like He was just like, you're always on my head. You're constantly pulling on me, you know, heavy hands. And then that's what I was always, you know, taught heavy hands, hand fighting, hand fighting, super important, um, you know, measuring the distance, you know, are you in the danger zone, you know, so you're constantly, you know, two, three steps, four or five steps ahead, you know, thinking what you're going to do. So I'm not saying like, uh, like we were talking about earlier, all the 
a lot of jujitsu guys, you know, they're waiting, they're baiting you. Um, they're waiting you, uh, Hey, you know, put your arm here, you know? So, and I think that's, that'll be the, one of the downfalls for a wrestler is they're so, you know, go, 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 go. And they're going to get caught. So, you know, obviously they got a lot of great coaches out there to help them transition. But I think that having that mindset, you know, most kids start wrestling at five, six years old. Um, so that's kind of been drained into them. Hey, let me, let me break this guy. Let me, uh, my gas tank's bigger. You know, like you were saying, your, your, your cardio is on point right now. So, you know, you're starting to get in the better of, uh, you know, these higher, uh, higher belts, you know, that was off the record, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's what I appreciate about wrestling. And you, and it really stuck with me what you're saying with the respect and discipline and hard work. Um, yeah, I mentioned the Dan Gable quote earlier, and I, I made the mistake. Dan Gable was a coach at Iowa, and I don't, I don't know, I got confused with Pat Militich, but Bo Nickel grappled, submission grappled uh, Gordon Ryan, who's the, according to his accolades and accomplishment, is the best submission grappler of all time at the young age of 26, world champion over and over and over. Bo Nickel jump into that world, no questions asked. He, he's not scared to make room for his teammate. He's not scared to jump in a pool that he's never swam before. And those two are the titans uh, of their given sport, wrestling and jujitsu. But the difference is Bo Nickel carries himself again uh, as like a choir boy, which is not a knock. It, it's a good thing. Um, a really jacked choir boy who would beat the crap out of a priest to touch nothing. <laughs> but, uh, hey, let really me give you. Let me give you a. I don't mean to cut you off. Let me give you a quick story about Bo. Um, I actually coached against him um, out at Fargo, um, Freestyle Greco Nationals. And uh, I knew who he was. Um, you know, he was multiple-time Fargo National Champ already, Freestyle Greco, and my kid had him. And I didn't let my guy know that. Like, hey, this guy's, this guy's the dude, you know. You guys are both undefeated, you know, working your way towards the championship. And I told him, I said, hey, don't tie up with this guy at all. Like, do not tie up with him. Uh, he towered over him anyways, and what did my guy do? He tied up with him, thought he knew better, boom, got thrown, pinned. 17 seconds, 28 seconds, something something like that. Bo helped him up. Hey, good luck the rest of the tournament, man. You know, you're a tough wrestler. So that kind of, uh, you know, character right there, like we were talking about his mother. His mother's, a, I think she was an amateur boxer. So, uh, you know, that respect right there is already, um, you know, instilled in that family, you know. So and I appreciate great, you great overall from what I know. And then all the stories with, uh, you know, the Penn state stuff, you know, he's mentored by amazing athletes. So like you said, Kyle Snyder, just uh, Ohio state grad and he's a national champ for Ohio state. He went to the uh, Nittany lion wrestling club to train with those guys specifically, you know, David Taylor, Cal Sanderson. Now they got uh, Thomas Gilman from Iowa, another Iowa guy moved over. So you know, they got a, a room that's packed full of talent and they're just picking each other's brains constantly. And, and you know, Bo goes in there, I, I believe, hey, he's learning something new every day because he's competing with the guys that are the best in the world every day. So I think that's awesome. And he brings that to the community in general. Justin, you're a natural. You know, it, it's taken uh, paid podcasters years to have the confidence and the wherewithal to, to jump in. I tell people all the time, if you're feel free to cut off, feel free to jump in. This is a show. It's entertainment. Essentially it's fun entertainment. Uh, you have to elevate the conversation. If you're jumping in my man, it took you 10 minutes to learn more 
Then what's the be so much to, it, no, no, I was waiting. I go, is he going to elevate the conversation? And you did. You, you brought in an example. Um, you're definitely doing a podcast on your side. Uh, you're, you're really good, my man. But yeah, you brought well, an example. I had to. I saw the I saw the less than one minute sign, so I had to I had to jump jump we're in. We're gonna there. we're gonna keep this rolling. This is the uh, the the broke version of Zoom, but we're gonna keep this rolling. Um, my point is, <clears throat> before was and you hit the you hit the nail home. Gordon Ryan, man, he's slapping his opponents uh, at uh, odd events when he's not competing. Future opponents, uh, he's talking a lot of smack online completely opposite almost entitled type of attitude than compared to Bo Nickel. So I appreciate you for hammering that home. And that's why respect and discipline is important in combat sports, martial arts, wrestling, boxing, everything because of the, uh, the crazy outcomes, man. Again, I, I didn't know the, uh, the extent of your, your wrestling or your athletics resume, uh, can you talk about the uh, the wear and tear of the body, man? It, it's do you know exactly how many concussions where you just you don't care, you could just feel it and you're like an off day. How many days did you have to push through? Like, uh, um, I mean, uh, I graduated college in 2011, so they were they were starting to get a they're getting better with uh, you know, the concussion protocols and whatnot, but uh, you just know something something's off, um. You know, I had a pretty good trainer at a good coaching staff. They would they would notice that right away. And then my teammates, they would notice something's up with me. And then, you know, I had, a, I think, three, two or three severe concussions in a, like a half a semester or so. I actually had a withdrawal from uh, um, school for that for that semester. Um, just Classes as well as athletics? Yep. yep. And then. Uh, wow. So I withdrew, and then uh, the second half, um, I didn't, I didn't, I still had to get my, you know, my mind and body right, and uh, I actually had to reapply. So I mean, obviously, I got in and got my degree, but um, things like uh, I would, I had, uh, you know, our lockers and uh, our bins for our, our laundry. I had to write down the combinations. I didn't know where I parked half the time, and um, obviously, that sensitivity to light, and uh, I just get emotional at at random times, just sitting there like you know, watching TV and all of a sudden just like getting emotional. It's like, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a rough time, but, um, you know, I got a little bit better and obviously learning from, you know, different uh, experiences. So it was a, it was a rough time for sure. So there's no doubt that somebody on Bo Nichols level, who's, he's definitely suffered concussions. Is, is that, uh, I mean, not necessarily, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, you're always going to bump your head. Um, you know, I, knees to heads, you know, headbutt, people shooting at the same time. Um, and then I actually, my very first concussion when I was, I want to say in first or second grade. Wow. Me and my brothers were swinging each other by the hands downstairs. We just moved into Ooh. a brand new house and they let go of me and uh, boom, hit my head right on the pole. So, I mean throwing up sensitivity to light and then uh it's weird that i actually remember that but like i'll I remember i can't remember if i washed my hair or not in the shower i was like oh man do i have to wash my hair again then i'm driving to work I'm like did i brush my teeth like oh man did i put deodorant on but i can remember stuff from third grade you know yep um does it 
what what's your impression when you see the the flash knockouts when you see somebody's like they're out on the feet and then their head just smashes on the mat it's uh kind of makes me like cringe a little bit um you know obviously they know what they're getting into but it's it's just sad it's like hey what if that's my brother you know what if that was my you know cousin or dad or my best friend and you see them and once they fall it's like all right like this guy is stiff as a board he's going down and I see people, you know, dropping hammers on their head again. Say, hey, like, you know, but that is the sport. And it is, why it's, uh, the ref is like the second most important job. You got the fighters in there and the ref, like you can't have an out of shape ref, can't have an out of shape position ref because that 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 poor sidestep by the ref, he's in a bad angle results in like two or three more hammer fists, which is. Yeah, and, and like, do we know the research? Do, do the hammer fists, like, if there's a knockout and then you're literally just hitting a punch dummy, a, a guy on the floor who's just like unconscious, sure, like, do, does I'm sure it you're do doing more damage? I'm sure you're doing more damage. Like, it's like, um, that last fight that I saw with Bo, he knocked this guy out and you know, he just raised his hands, like, he knew, like, and other guys, um, they'll go in there and make sure he's dead, you know, essentially, you know, keep, keep punching him, which is, I mean. Again, you you're, you're, you know what you're getting into and, you know, you want to win. There's money on the line. There's, uh, you know, sponsorships. I get it. But uh, watching it for me, is, it's it's tough. I mean, it's like, oh, man, you know, I feel bad for him. It's going to have any long lasting side effects, you know. I think it's without uh, uh, I don't even have to ask you this question about like the respect for the, the MMA fighters. It's crazy. And then I'm on Twitter a lot as much as I'm on Instagram and you see these, these memes, these videos with music beds underneath, almost just like making fun of a, a crazy situation. And I understand it could be the, the generation, the teenager who saw Conor McGregor and he made it fun, but it's like when Stipe got knocked out by Francis Ngannou for the heavyweight title and he got flatlined. People were turning into a meme. I see people turn like boxers when they're knocked out into ghosts. And it's like, yeah. if you've never experienced any type of combat sports or martial art or wrestling or boxing or, or whatnot, it's like, I don't think you understand it. And I get very frustrated. I have to pick and choose who I watch UFC with because it's like, it can almost make you cringe if you're watching an event and it's like the, the just watching it like it's, I don't know, the Super Bowl, and they could be like, oh, Tom Brady sucks, Patrick Mahomes sucks, and they're just applying that same uh, type of rhetoric to uh, combat sports. And that's why, uh, I don't know if you saw this, uh, UFC 246 in the post-fight after Connor knocked out Cowboy, Stephen A. Smith was in the post-fight on SportsCenter next to Joe Rogan and uh, John Anik was there. And Stephen A. Smith is treating like a Kevin Durant uh, posterization. He was like, man, Cowboy folded. He quit in there. What are we yeah. doing? Good for Con. And then Joe Rogan's like, I disagree. He goes, and I love what Joe Rogan did. He promoted the winner. He didn't diminish the loser. Yeah. Was, so, so it's like, do you, do you know what you're talking about? Yeah. Like this, uh, Joe Rogan's like, you don't play fighting. You know, there's no ball involved. It's freaking uh, the, the body's anatomy. Like, I, I think a lot more respect needs to pay, uh, be paid to the sport, uh, to the sport. It's just. Yeah, it's, I, it, I think it's a it could be a generational thing. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Ben Askren. Huge fan. 
Um, Me too. His name is back in Missouri. Funky um, Ben. Funky Funk Funk Machine. Him and his uh his brother uh, disc Max golf and shit. But uh, when he got kneed in the face and knocked out in like what five exactly. seconds? Yep, exactly. People still talk about it. It's like, well, have you? Do you know Ben personally? Like, uh, I mean, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know Ben personally, but uh, you know, for him to be the the type of athlete he is and that caliber, all those hours and uh, you know that just the lifestyle that he lived to get there, and then. Not saying, not saying he would have won the fight in general, but you know, he got knocked out. I mean, anybody can get knocked out. You know, my my two year old can knock me out, but you know, it all depends. You know, what situation where they get hit, but you know, people people rag on Ben for that. Still to this day, it's like Ben's a Ben's a great person. So and, and maybe that speaks to, you know. to the character you're talking about about these elite level wrestlers. He took that loss like a champ. It literally was like, uh, well, that sucks. That was his tweet right after. So I'll give you a, another quick story. I think it was uh, Beat the Streets, um, a program what they do to get kids off the streets in like big cities, so like New York City, Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, a bunch, bunch of them. Uh, I think Philadelphia has one too. Um, they had a Beat the Streets event and Ben had to wrestle Jordan Burroughs Jordan Burroughs is the GOAT. He's the man. Um, Carries himself with class. I think he's a two-time national champ from Nebraska, but he's a, just a beast. Super humble dude. I actually know. Uh, is he two-time Olympic or one-time? I think he's one-time Olympic and then a few-time world, maybe. Okay. I, I think he's made 11 world teams. I could be wrong. Um, but I know he's placed a, a handful of times. He might have six golds. He's got a lot of golds. I, I don't know. We'll have to get a, another uh, colleague with us to fact check that we're as we're speaking but uh they did this benefit for kids and jordan burroughs just beats the crap out of them like 10 nothing real quick and you know smiling shaking hands you know it's for the kids you know whatnot that's the kind of person you know i think that's after he got knocked out too and people were still bagging on him so you know just to just to show you what kind of person he is he went back out to the you know spotlight and hey let me let me do this it's a great cause and i so, think that was right around when uh he was about to have hip surgery i think he had it a little short period after and uh and he just he did it for the cause and again just now you got me trying to pay attention to that narrative of the uh the humble warrior the wrestling warrior that translates into mma colby covington and, and chael sonnen uh, <laughs> tito ortiz they did not get the uh that the same manual as uh Bo or it could be it could be like uh you know it could be the a money the money talking you know that's you know get 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 sales i get it too 100 and then a lot of times behind closed doors these guys are you know hanging out together so i mean training together not training together but you know having conversations but i i think uh i think now today's day and age you know make a quick buck but yeah, the, the there's a story about Colby Covington. He just beat Damian Maya in Brazil, Brazil, uh, Damian Maya's home country. And uh, before that fight, UFC matchmaker said, this is your last fight, son. And uh, because he was so good and he didn't have any buzz around him. So he's basically being a gatekeeper for all these 
uh, potential talkers. This is at the height of the Conor McGregor era. I think it's like 2017. All these talkers he's beating because he's just dominating wrestling uh, with ground and pound punches. And they're like, dude, uh, we're going to release you. You know, you're creating no buzz. And yeah. you're kind of stopping the people who are these strikers who uh, probably talk better than you. Goes out <laughs> his next fight, dominates bloodies Damian Maya. I don't even think he took him down. I think he just battered him on the feet with cardio, kind of like the Nick or Nate Diaz, just uh, just 60% over and over and over and over nonstop. Uh, Kobe Covington cra- trains with Cam Haynes, just uh, an ultra marathoner. Kobe Covington, one of those crazy gas tanks. And then he goes on the mic and he says, Brazil! You're an absolute dump. And apparently he had threats for uh, days. He had to stay in his uh, his hotel for the next two days. Uh, shades down, uh, lights down because it, Brazil was ready to kill him. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, he made he generated buzz. buzz. That's for sure. Exactly. He generated buzz. Exactly. <laughs> He's got a target on his back. And I don't blame stuff. him, man. It's like I'm not fighting him. I, I enjoy it. People don't like what he's saying, but he's like, he's not saying it to me. He's saying it to his opponent. You know, he's not making generalizations. He's, he's saying it to his opponent. Um, speaking of uh, real quick, uh, the fact checker, uh, we just we got our fact checker. Uh, 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 Frank, the fact checker will make up a name. <laughs> you were pretty close on the Jordan Burroughs championships. Uh, you were saying world championships. You were saying yeah, six. Know. He had, uh, I think, six total. So five worlds and then one Olympic. Oh, so six. Okay. All right. I didn't know that Olympic counts as the world. So you were right, my man. Okay. Is that, uh, he always got you. One you modest bastard. You're right on the money with that. You definitely <laughs> have his Wikipedia up right now. No, I don't. <laughs> well, thank you, Frank, the fact checker. Um, with Bowman, uh, I wanted to pull this up. Uh, I have his... MMA. Uh, actually, if I was asking you this before, again, this is the first pod uh, of Justin and Gary uh, getting together. We'll figure out a name. Uh, can you break it down for me? Folk style, freestyle and Greco. And for those two who just enjoys but don't know the specific styles of wrestling. Yeah. So uh, freestyle and Greco are Olympic styles. So obviously every majority of the countries in the world have um freestyle and greco um folk style is i believe only an american uh sport so folk style you'll see in high school peewees um that's what they have through the schools um you know different the, the main the main thing is uh you know mad awareness like so freestyle and greco you push somebody out of bounds to point um you know different uh different scoring you expose their shoulders you know, it's, it's two points. Um, you throw them from their feet to their back, they're four. So it's not the same in, uh, in folk style. You know, you got to hold them for at least two seconds on their back to get points. Um, you know, back points, you can ride a guy um, as long as you want or, you know, stalling in high school and freestyle. So this right here, we're watching Bo, you know, in folk style. Um, guy tried to throw him. Bo's just so lanky. Um, you know, blocked him and probably stuck him right there. But uh, the one that he had, I think it was, uh, I think it was Miles Martin um, from Ohio State. He shot in. Um, he went to take Bo down, and Bo just rolled through um, with a cement mixer and stuck him. And that's when they have that um, iconic picture of Bo jumping into Cal Sanderson's arms. Um, so we win champions at uh, championships at Penn State. You know, that's what. Why we does do. that name sound familiar? 
Cal Sanderson. Yeah. Four-time national champ from Iowa State, uh, 159 and 0. Um, he was an Olympic gold medalist. Um, he's the head coach at Penn State currently. So. Oh wow. Yeah, he's uh he's the dude. He's uh pretty tough. He's got a great best all time. Um, I mean, there's always you know you got the the Smith brothers out of uh, Oklahoma State, John and Pat. Um, they could. You know, Kyle Dake, um, section four guy uh, from Cornell. Not a fan of Kyle Dake. Kind of went down uh, the Kyle Kobe Dake. Covington with the tea bag. Kyle Dake, he's a super humble dude as well. Uh, four-time national champ at four different weights, first and only to do it. Um, you know, obviously Dan Gable. You got a, a, a handful of guys like, uh, you know, the best in college. You know, you, you have the Schultz brothers. Um pretty pretty southern there's a lot of guys that i'm missing you know tom and terry obviously and then um daniel cormier was good just so many guys to list off that were just absolute beast in college um you know obviously kyle snyder's up there kyle snyder's a, a monster as well um and there's so many guys to name off me sitting here and uh, trying to give you all the names is we'll, we'll be here for another um podcast session so <laughs> How, uh, now, how come uh, America doesn't just sweep every year in uh, wrestling at the Olympics? Every four years, I mean. Well, again, different styles. Some people say wrestling is wrestling. Um, and, you know, you got, um, you know, freestyle, I believe. Did we win the championship? I'm not sure. It was, it's usually like Iran, Russia, and U.S. on top. Iran. Uh, I've Iran. heard of so Russia being dominant. So, every, like, with the political... Uh, oh, God. Political Are we getting on. political? No, no, with all the political the stuff going on. And, uh, no, I'm not, a, I'm not a political guy. But, uh, you know, you see these countries, um, like Jordan Burroughs won an um, Olympic gold medal, and the Iranians were going crazy. Like, they, he's a rock star over there. Um, just so much respect. Like, uh, you can get those three countries, and you can get you know, China and like Korean wrestlers together and just the love for the sport and the dedication. And, and they've all been had the same experiences, uh, probably training wise, but just, you see it like a, it's like a brotherhood and they don't let any politics or anything or whatever government's doing what, like get in the way for the most part, like you just see it like, uh, like they're just, you know, fans of the sport fans of, you know, the people are great people. Like again, Jordan Burroughs, such a, a humble dude and i know like he's over there signing art, autographs constantly um you know when he's well, when he's overseas um you know he's not going to turn any fan away but russians iranians everybody's looking for a jordan burrow signature so it's pretty cool that's what i'm looking for pretty neat. with but MMA. Uh, uh, i want to see it get into that olympic level just in right. terms of just i don't know the let the country versus country be enough of the hype. Let yeah. Ireland versus Russia not be about race, religion, or family. Let it just be like two countries competing for each other. Uh, I, I, that's what I love about wrestling and, and Olympic so boxing. The big difference is uh, I think America's starting to do it more now. Like uh, these guys are like full-time wrestlers now. So I know in other countries, like you get paid to do that. Like that's your job. Like in India, India is pretty tough too um you're paid to wrestle uh that's what you do that's you know you have a nutritionist you're 
Um, you got essentially coaches for every, or, you know, life coaches like, Hey, well, you, know, you got your goals in track. Um, but these guys, you know, I've had a, a lot of great coaches would to like, would go to Russia and tell me, um, you know, just the, the atmosphere and the lifestyle it's, it's wrestling or, you know, the military or something. So, um, throw another tidbit out. Uh, yeah. Um, I had, a my club coach in high school, his name was Joe DeMeo. Um, so he, he passed away recently, but super, super knowledgeable dude. He was the head coach at, uh, U Albany when they had a team, I think, uh, Stanford and Michigan state, but he had so many Olympians go through him like Sean Sheldon, um, you know, the Schultz brothers, but Greco phenom, he would give us all these stories from Russia, like, uh, you know, just how they would grow up and, you know, Hey, this Russian just won the world championship. You know, the next day I see him out running. What are you doing? You know, the other guy's not working out. I'm getting ready for the next year. You know, you know, I, I got, I got to prepare myself and you know that's the mindset over there. Um, but I think now you're, you're going to see it a little bit more like in America, you see like uh, David Taylor, uh, Olympic gold medalist. He uh, just took second in the world to an Iranian but uh, he's training all the time. He's getting paid to train from the sponsorship. So, I mean, that's awesome. He's got support from the, the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. So he's training with Bo Nickel. He's training with Kyle Snyder, um, you know, Cal Sanderson, Casey Cunningham, all that, all those guys in their training, getting each other better. So I think uh, in time, you're going to see the freestyle aspect. They're going to get a lot better. Um, you know, they're already studs in general. Um, you got this guy coming up, Yanni Dihakamahalas from Hilton, New York, Rochester area. He's going to be uh, uh, somebody to watch out for um, coming up through. I don't know if he's going to – obviously, he's got aspirations for the Olympics, I believe. But, uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to transfer into the MMA world. You know, stuff like that. People are, you know, getting paid to do it now. I think that's the big difference now. Um, and then Greco, I think Greco is just a tough spot for America. Um, I know their their head coach just resigned like a few weeks ago, I think. So I'm not sure who's going to take over the, the Greco program. But um, in general, I think other countries, it's, you know, this or military or, you know, you're assigned to do this job. And I, I think, think it, I think it's only going to just I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not a not a guru, as you say, but I could be wrong. That's that's uh, from what I hear. You know, uh, I don't think Stephen A. Smith has ever said that. Well, Steve Smith gets paid a lot of money, so it'd be cool to get on his level someday. It's just he's, he's well respected in his like he knows a lot about basketball. He knows like you know he, yes. he, he does what he does to make money, and obviously he uh, those ratings are are up. So you know, yeah, no, no dig to Stephen A. Smith. The dude put in the time and work. You know, he's one of the ones that I'll watch for. Um, you know espn a little bit like hey like see what he has to say he's passionate you know like he's been doing it for a long time he's figured out how to like know a little about everything and just sound good on things he, he's no expert on really maybe not fighting but no different areas. Uh, basketball like you said that that is probably his forte and then nfl and then less and less for the other sports well he's a steelers fan so that's why me and him are you know we're tight now he's a Okay. He's the Cowboys, so no, but uh, no, he's uh, I think he's uh, I think he's great. You know, j j he gives a, that uh, that opinion, and 
he, he just runs with it and you know he he uh he holds he holds sticks to his guns you know <laughs> yeah and it, you notice it's just like it's amazing how that you could have him cornered so you think and then he just he weaves yeah, mobs yeah. and weaves like muhammad ali out of the corner yeah. to get out of the argument um i'm like fascinated with like broadcast chemistry i think uh whatever that song is uh we are working on our chemistry but i i love to see uh Stephen a smith and chris russo that crazy dude mad dog every wednesday yeah, when they're like dog. Stephen a Stephen a and he's like well, they used to have uh, they used to have skip bayless do it with him too but now he's over on fox yep i think they're trying to rekindle that but uh uh what I was getting at before was that, uh, as you mentioned, India, uh, Iran, Russia, uh, U.S. It's just so much respect, so much respect. Elevation of of talent and skill is translating into MMA. And uh, I want us both simultaneously. I have not seen this. This is the the Bo Nickel debut. It's it's only a 45 second clip against uh, his opponent, Noland. Um, on the Icon FC3, this is the Jorge Masvidal uh, uh, MMA promotion. And again, Bo Nickel is just a teammate. He brought an audience to Jorge Masvidal's uh, promotion. I didn't even know that uh, Jorge Masvidal's promotion was called Icon before Bo Nickel. So just a hell of a teammate. So uh, here we go. Here's the fight. We're going to watch it in real time. Yeah, this one made me cringe. <laughs> Okay, okay, decent hips with the kicks. Did not expect that. Nice. Dude, great balance with the hands. Oh my gosh, his weight distribution. And then right here, every every other fighter you're gonna see like try to bury him through the through the canvas, you know. But Bo right there, he knows. Hey, he's done. Now let me celebrate. How long till we get the Bo's Nose 2 shirt? Oh, God. Got to give uh, Bo Jackson permission on that, I think. Yeah, night-night. Maybe a little winging. Maybe needs a, a, a tighter boxing guard. But, I mean, he felt no no, uh, no danger from his opponent. So, uh, I, I can't critique him on his boxing. Great weight distribution, man. He did not seem like stiff heavy footed like it took a while for tim kenny to get loose in the shoulders even chel saunan like a lot of these wrestlers to get loose with the boxing uh tyron woodley uh michael chandler now you see chandler like is known as a knockout artist holy yep. freaking moly bo nickel dana white contender series coming up this tuesday uh who the hell is he fighting again uh zachary borrego uh, so those of you that don't know, the Dana White Contender Series does not matter if you win. You have to put on a performance. You have to impress the UFC president, Dana White, to get a UFC contract. So those of you that thinking Bo Nickel's going to wrestle and lay and pray his way into the UFC, nah, uh, -uh. Bo Nickel has to basically do what he just did or just something similar. And yeah, did you do research on uh, his opponent? I watched a few. A few two fights but uh what do we see uh, well what do i see i i i think he's uh biting off more than you can chew that's that's what i see i can't give you any other uh um information I, I, does that change bo, the dynamic that bo cannot just lean against the fence can't just tito ortiz mark coleman him just drag him to the floor and just mount him and lay on top of him for 15 he's minutes like, uh, 
He, I think he can strike. He can take you down. You're in trouble. He, like, like I said, he's got great hips. So his hips are always like if they're they're floating. He's never going to get out of position. Um, you know, he's he's always aware of where he is on the on the mat in the octagon. You know, so he he is that mat awareness, and he's just lanky, and he's just like if you try to roll through, do something crazy, he's going to let go and basically hover you until he's ready to strike again. But uh, I, I don't, I don't think this guy knows what, uh, what's going to happen to him. Ooh. Yeah. That's I'm one saying of those, the one of those cringe moments. Like, Oh man, like I feel bad for this dude. Like does some, can somebody tell him like, don't do it. <laughs> so this is, is there even a comparison? Like, so who do I don't know. He just, he didn't seem like a dominant, MMA wrestler and MMA wrestling is different. Uh, George St. Pierre, who did not wrestle at all, uh, I think till he was like 19 or 20, uh, the best MMA wrestler, uh, you could argue uh, with Khabib as well. Um, is Bo Nickel like, do you expect him to, I don't know, just be smart enough to put it together that he will not dismiss his wrestling, but just only weave it into his game even more? I think he'll weave it in. Um, you know, obviously it's a, you know, if things aren't, it could be a fallback, you know, Hey, I'm not, I'm not doing so well. That's a good point. You know, let me take this guy down real quick and, you know, slow the pace up a little bit and look for an opening. But um, from what, what I've seen so far, you know, he, he can, he's lanky. He's got the reach. Uh, like we said before, his mother was a, an amateur boxer, I believe. So, you know, he's got the background and, um, and he's got the mindset and attitude. So I think, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be more than okay. People have you ever seen the movie limitless with Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Yeah. I wish they had. <laughs> it's called Adderall. No, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, people think, I don't know the YouTube. I think we're going to see some crazy like geniuses over the next 10 years. Like these kids who are like 12 now in 10 years when they're 22, 25, like what they're going to be doing with the YouTube age. Like for, I just the visual learning cannot be underestimated. My, my point is, uh, you mentioned Bo's mother with the amateur boxing. He's been around that dude. He, he's seen just like the, the rhythm yeah. of his mom doing it. Yes, he's only had three MMA fights and he has a boatload of wrestling experience, like comparable yeah. to anybody in MMA, probably the most um, or one of the most. And he, uh, he's up there with the with the best of the best. Like uh, so David Taylor um ended up taking second in the world and he ended up beating i think bo nickel in the finals to be on the u.s team you know uh bo won the challenge bracket and had to face uh dave in the in the finals to go to worlds but you know he's he's one of the best it's one of those daniel Cormier top 10 people. ever ever like i don't know you're gonna have a lot of uh you got cejudo i guess I'm just thinking it has to be. It's uh, Askren was on the Olympic team, Cormier. Okay, would you say Bo Nickel had a more wrestling than Cormier? I I I couldn't tell. I I I wouldn't want to give you an answer and look like a complete idiot, but uh, no, I I really I don't know. I mean, Cormier is an Olympian, um, and then Bo Nickel, who's in his way, the best in the world, one of the best in the world, you know, Olympic champ world runner up so that's the guy in his path right now 
Maybe yeah, it's apples think- to oranges because, like, I don't know, the NCAA championships or make it Olympic. It's like it, they're both great. Maybe it's like at a certain mindset, your brain got better. Like I see both trajectory. I think mindset um, for me, I rather me personally, I rather be an Olympian. That's what I would want to do personally. But you know, that could be different from other people. I think just the the experience. Hey, I uh, you know I'm representing my country. Not that you're not representing your school, but you know, everybody, everybody's rooting for you. Um, you know, those Iowa and Penn State fans are rooting for the same person. You know what I mean? I agree with that 100%. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, 2019, uh, after Bo won the Dan Hodge and uh, the national championship for the third time, get your facts together, Mr. Sonnen. Uh, Bo signed uh, to an, an MMA management team. And then after that, he went to go wrestle for an Olympic team and obviously uh, did not make the team, but it's like, was he mentally all in my point? Was he ready a foot in the door in the MMA? And I would say yes. And look at him. He, he's Schneider, Taylor. They're not fighting. I see. I feel like Bo Nichols already had like this path paved. He knew at some point, because like I'm saying, he's seen his mother when he's a toddler, just punching the shit out of his dad. No, <laughs> I just kidding. Uh, Google Gaga. Oh, shit. Mommy's mad. <laughs> um, like, I feel like this pass was, path was being paid for him uh, uh, years ago. So it's like, it's a, it's not, I'm not going to kill him for, to say that he's not an Olympian. So it's like, because I, I, he, he jumped at the MMA so fast. I think he's definitely got that Olympic caliber. Um, yeah. Again, you got David Taylor in your way. David Taylor is the dude, so. But dude, he looked clean in that highlight. I got to see if there's uh, footage of the other... Uh, uh, and you keep saying, you, you say gangly or long arms or something. What were you saying about his arms? It's so lanky. Like, is uh, that true? Like, will he have like a, like a, a fair to, or a average, like above average reach? I think he's uh for, for 185 pounds. He's just, he's lanky. He'll Frank, be tough to beat. Frank, the fact checker is looking it up. Come on, Frank. I know, man. He's. I need uh, your support on this one. <laughs> okay, Frank's just telling me in my ear that there's no headphone. Uh, yep, uh, Frank's telling me that uh, he's a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, uh, American top team, which is the best MMA gym in the world, no freaking doubt. Uh, uncomparable. Um, one world championship, 2019. Yeah, it seemed like after 2019, he was kind of uh, really focusing on MMA. Where is his freaking reach? I think they just have the wrestling. They got to update it with the MMA thing after he gets his contract. So are you saying he gets the Dana White contract? He doesn't just get the victory he puts on a show? I think it's it's over quick. Wow. I think it's over quick. But you never know. But I, I'd like, I'm, I'm rooting for Bo for sure. For sure. Frank cannot find his reach. But I think if it's a little more than your height, I think if it if he's north of 76 for middleweight, that would be elite reach. And from what I saw with that highlight at the the icon FC uh, knockout, he's got kind of that Conor McGregor. He's a lefty, which yeah. you would know better. He shoots uh, right leg first. So, I mean, it all depends what uh, whatever you're comfortable with. So I'm a righty. I shoot my right leg for uh, forward. Okay. So he's already smart in engineering that he's striking from uh, lefty. And I hate, I hated wrestling lefties because they're just hitting stuff on the, the opposite side. It's like, oh man, I got to start training this a little bit better. And 
it's just it's a weird feel it's like oh i wasn't ready for that you know you know right hand and you know heavy hand like um you know favoring my right side you know that's what i dude i, I want bo to be a my ufc attack, champion yeah. a ufc star i feel like we need we we're almost almost outside of the conor mcgregor era and again i appreciate everything he's done for the sport brought it to espn got the sale he's like he just brought in the the coverage for it for a lot more companies to be open to it not just see it as like some wild people in a cage i think now that the sports on espn you're going to see these humble killers like i'm going to list fighters that you probably haven't heard that's a good thing hamzat chamayev uh, uh, Yuri Prohaska, and, and it's like a bow nickel will slide into that. Just these humble, absolute freaking warriors, no chairs, they're not going to wear leather coats, uh, excuse me, fur coats, <laughs> leather pants, like look like Russell Brand. I feel like bow nickel slides perfectly into this, uh, this, uh, this era of fire. The post Connor, he got the platform, and now we're going to have these humble warriors. Yeah, uh, I hope so. I mean, that, uh, I think it'd look, uh, Look pretty good. Be a good look for, you know, MMA and wrestlers. You know, these guys are humble. I agree, man. Do you like uh, Michael Chandler? You fan of him? I do. Like, do, I like everything about him. Just the way he carries himself. He goes, "Hey, Mister McGregor, I would like to call you out. I think we'd make a lot of money." Like, I'm like, dude, I love <laughs> this guy. It was like, you need to marry my daughter that I don't have. <laughs> like, uh, and I, I feel like Justin, you come from that ilk, the humble modest wrestler i think maybe you'll make me more humble i think it's uh, a I'll tell you what, it, was, it was a lot of growing i used to that's why i i took third state in state twice and you know never won a state title in freestyle greco because i was that cocky dude but you know that was before social media and all that but um you know me not doing the right things to to get myself to that level um you know obviously showed but um now it, it humbled me. You sit back and look at it. Hey, I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have done that. But what's the next best thing? Pass it on to somebody else. So, you know, that's what I plan on doing. And hopefully uh, these uh, wrestlers transitioned and may do the same thing. I agree, man. And I'm hopeful for that just because, I don't know, the Muhammad Ali, he, he did a lot in the ring, but he also did a, a lot uh outside of the ring and he was just kind of like uh, a good figure and just seemed like a good dude but also was a badass in there and i feel like we're we're on the cusp of getting a lot more of those in combat sports just humble killers uh justin is a humble killer justin ferrara i'm your boy gary ike feldman we are figuring out a name for this podcast uh there's about 10 seconds left well we thanks for having me man Thank you for having me, man. You were the engine. I'm the wheel. Hopefully I steered us correctly. And hopefully you got an oil change. Love you, brother.